MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yes, here we go on a football Friday. Huge show coming up. Follow the money. Polly, Jonathan Von Tobel in for Mitch Moss. Mitch is back Monday. Adam Chernoff on the NFL. We'll hit the final card of the week of uh, NFL preseason. Jeff Perlman, best-selling author, and an unbelievable book, Showtime, about the glory days with the Lakers. Season 2 is going on HBO right now. We'll get his thoughts on Season 2 and what's coming up on that show with some incredible performances and, and a great book. We'll talk to Jeff coming up. We'll go rapid fire, week zero college football. We play for keeps now. It's here with seven games tomorrow. A very good MLB card. Two Malinsky specials coming up today as well. We'll hit on that in an hour as well. How you doing, sir? Good, man. Good All to be right. here with you. What's All going right. on? Uh, things are great. we got a lot to get to and a lot to cover. A lot of NFL news as well. And you perfect timing, too. I mean, you're a Colts fan and also an Angels fan. So, uh... Uh, what did you think of Richardson last night and the performance? Uh, the favorites we talked about yesterday, a big move on the Colts and a, even a bigger move on the Steelers as Atlanta didn't play everyone, and they both covered with ease. But what, what were your assessment uh, of, of Richardson yesterday? I thought you saw every aspect of it, right? Yeah. You saw the high side. You saw the low side. He had some really good athletic plays early on. He had a third and like, I think it was 11 that he actually ran for first down. It was called back because of a hold. He had another third down that he had converted with his legs later. He had some really good RPO moments where it's like a quick slant that he read really nicely. And you saw the arm strength. You also saw some really bad plays too. Took some sacks, put the ball in danger. But I think you see exactly what they were looking for, right? Like high upside. And if you can kind of contain that and make him become a professional quarterback with his game, he's going to be freaking awesome if they actually can do it. Yes. I'm, I'm, I had the same thought that there's going to be so many times where it's third and eight. He's just going to take off and pick up the yep. first down. And he's just a, a, a athletic freak. How big he is. Well, and the, the end of the, the first half where they were blitzing the crap out of him. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, shaky, shaking off defenders because he's so freaking big. Right. Like, you know, right. I, I like a lot of what you saw yesterday, man. Right, yeah. So they covered, and again, uh, we talked about how much we like the Colts quarterback rotation with Richardson starting, then Minshew and Ellinger. And that's now, Sirianni's now 1-6-2 and two straight up in the preseason. The trade talks are heating up with Taylor. What do you want? What do you think is realistic? There's one report that the Colts said no to one deal. But Miami and Indy still talking, and there's the Tuesday deadline. I just don't understand, like, why, especially if it's Miami, in an offensive system that turns out running backs by the dozen, right? Like, that scheme is going to uh, free up a lot of guys in that backfield. Why you would sacrifice assets for a guy that needs to be paid? Uh, I think, like, I was talking about this with Stormy yesterday on Lombardi line. I would make Taylor being a Colt a small favorite when this is all done because I just think it's almost like a bluff, right? Like, okay, really? you you... You go see what deals are out there, right? Yeah. You go see who's going to sacrifice assets and also be willing to pay you because that's part of it. It's, it's hey, not only do we have to trade for you, we also have to give you the contract because right. you're on the expiring right. deal. There's a report he'll take less to go to Miami. I don't know what... I mean, what I would believe. Be. So you think the deadline's BS and he'll still be on, on the Colts next week? Yeah, I just because I don't think... I'll put it this way. Like, 
even if they've had all these discussions and these offers, if they got the offer they wanted, I think he'd be gone, wouldn't he? And if there's not that many teams that are really throwing their hats at the ring, then I think ultimately it comes down to, look, remember, Austin Eckler, they did the same thing with Eckler. They said, go find a That's trade right. candidate. That's right. Last time I looked, Austin yeah. Eckler's a Los yeah. Angeles Charger. Well, so well, to I your point, the th- there was only six phone calls. Right. Only six teams called. The guy's yeah. 24 years old. Yep. I mean, think about that. And you don't even know what the offers are. You know, you can yes. get a phone call and it's just like, hey, we'll give you a third and, I don't know, this corner. And they're like, no, get out of here. Yeah. So I think it's just the same thing we're seeing with Eckler. You get the calls. You talk about it. And at the end of the day, you tell them, look, man, like, let's work this out. Like, you've been a good Colt, whatever. Like, this is a, a a relationship that has worked out really well. I will say the thing that works against me, remember the Colts have a history of doing this. Marshall Falk was an Indianapolis Colt, left for St. Louis. They didn't really pay him after five years. Edra James is Indianapolis Colt, gone after the initial part of his, you know, his time in the NFL. Uh, and then they replaced them both, of course, as they went along. So I, I think the Colts have a history of doing this, but I think that given the cap space, given the fact you have a rookie quarterback, I think they're willing to come to some sort of agreement after this doesn't work out. You factor in an eccentric owner as well, yes. and that you have all the makings here. If he's not on the team, what what do you think the record is? I you know I think I will say I think given their situation, he's probably one of the more impactful running backs. Like him and Anthony Richardson together would be freaking awesome. I still think they're a candidate to go under their total uh, under their win total with or without him, just yep. really good ATS wise. So I'll still say they're like a six win team with or without him. Yeah, sounds five six wins. I think sounds about you know, right. but like really good ATS. Yeah. I, th- I okay. think that's kind of like the mo for the Colts yeah. this year. Back to your earlier point, because uh, there's also a report that Miami called the Raiders about Jacobs as well. Yeah. So about the fit and what I it is it is strange that you want to come in and, and aerial assault with who you have and how well Waddle and Hill played and what Tua did that then you want to maybe mix in more of a right. back who wants a I mean Richards I mean. Uh, Jacobs led the league in rushing yards, and then Taylor's a workhorse too. So yep. that that's uh, the, the fit is strange, but Miami appears to be all in here for this. Well, it's all about with their offense too, right? It's all about speed and chunk plays and everything. Like yeah. you look at the the history of this 49ers offensive scheme, and now of course going over there in Miami, like it's turned out a bunch. Of, Raheem Mostert is there, and we know Raheem Mostert because he's been one of those guys that kind of broke out in this system. So I didn't really understand why you would sacrifice assets and then have to invest in that asset in an offensive system that really turns out running backs very, very well and in a very high yeah. clip. There was plenty of news yesterday. It was wild, uh, what, especially what Arizona did. They made three trades. They acquired Josh Dobbs, and he'll compete for the job with McCoy. Remember, Murray's still hurt. They traded Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for a seventh-round pick. They traded Josh Jones for a pick to the Texans. I think he started 11 games last year. I mean, you want to t- – this tanking thing. You know, I, I saw one, one – uh, professional better compared him to the, the Detroit team that didn't win a game about a power rating on Arizona. But I mean, this is an all time where we're, we're just trying to win two games and get the number one pick here about how bad of an outfit this team could be. It's it's what the, remember what the bears did last year too. Like sure. they, they stripped it down to the studs in the off season and then just rolled Justin Fields out there. It was like, go ahead, see if this thing works. And they ended up with the worst record and flipped that first overall pick for a crap ton of assets. So I think if you're Arizona, you're doing the same thing. Now yeah. the question is, You've invested a lot of money in Kyler Murray. If you do achieve the goal and you get that first overall pick, are you flipping that for assets or what are you doing? Because I think with a guy like Caleb Williams, it's not the same thing here. Like there, it's like Bryce Young was there, but I think Caleb Williams, he would be, you know, you read some reports, Paul, he would be the first round, the first overall pick last year, the year before that. Like he's a really, yeah. really big asset that you can have if you're going to be in control of that first pick. So that's yeah. what I'm curious about. Do you try to flip Kyler Murray for pennies on the dollar and draft Williams or do you flip that first pick if they get it? Yeah, I would think you just get the haul. Right. For Williams, but you're right. This is an organization that took Rosen and then punted on that immediately, yep. and then went to uh, Murray. Uh, other bad news: Ju- uh, Judy's out several weeks with the hamstring injury. Big blow for Denver, and McLaurin is now Week One in doubt for Washington as they host the uh, Arizona Cardinals in Week One. Dude, the I don't know who's playing Jeez. wide receiver anymore for the Denver Broncos. I know they're they're the falling Patrick, by the wayside. No, I feel terrible for Patrick. Yeah. It's back to back years, yep. and now what happened to Judy? So this is Wilson's going to come in handcuffed. Yep. In a big year. Yeah. So, uh, but plenty. Of, how about DTR winning the backup job in Cleveland then with this trade? They cut Mon, then they brought him back. They traded Dobbs, and then it uh, looks like DTR will be the good for him then. How about that? The other day, they had that stat to Dorian Thompson Robinson. You know, he's in the same recruiting class as Trey Lance. And he has like double the pass attempts if you include college. Than, than Trey Lance. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's absolutely yeah. wild when you actually put those things together. But he would compete really well. We, I talked to somebody from Cleveland the other day. Uh-huh. They said that they thought that DTR could be the you know, backup of the future. 
turns out futures now because he's played really well. I don't know how you turn that down. He's looked awesome in the preseason. Yes, yes. Uh, what, what were your takeaways with the Steelers, and what do you expect out of Pittsburgh this year? I, I think the picket to Pickens could be a deadly duo, and when in doubt, just throw it up to Pickens. Uh, certainly Atlanta didn't play anyone. Tomlin is now 18-4 and four straight up going back in the preseason, his run that he's on, and and, and Pittsburgh took heavy, went up close six-and-a-half-point favorite. No problems there. But so far, Pickett looked like a different quarterback, and the offense looks great. Yeah, that's so my my big takeaway yesterday, especially those opening uh, opening drive, uh, Pickett taking shots downfield. Yes. Like, if that's going to be a big difference here for him this season, like, that's going to be freaking awesome. Average up the target uh, last week. We haven't seen what it is this week because they haven't graded those things yet, but it was 12.3 yards downfield. Like, this is going to be really – this is the development I'm looking for for Pickett. Because, you know, Adot was like eight, and he threw for under 200 yards multiple times down the stretch. But if they're going to become more aggressive, and he's going to start to throw the ball downfield, and this starts to get explosive, like, that's my biggest question. I think their defense is going to be awesome. It's just how explosive this offense is going to be. And if that's, like, the development here, I think they're going to be legitimately good. Yeah, and how they closed last year. Yep. They, I would think I would, I have them ahead of Cleveland. What do you think with your power rating? So I'm actually, I loaded up on Cleveland stuff. I've got them to win the division. I've got Miles Garrett to win defensive player of yeah. the year. Okay. It, really, it's just a gamble that we're getting somewhere in between 2020 Deshaun Watson and just like above average Deshaun Watson. Because I like that roster a lot. The offense is going to be good. The running game is going to be solid. And I thought that there was the, if you looked at the probability of them winning the division was higher if you get good Deshaun Watson. Having said that, don't really like it. The reports on Watson have not really been consistent in camp, so you wonder if he's just kind of lost it. Yeah. So at this point, I mean, it's a ticket that I've got that I don't feel great about, but I still, like I would say this, I don't think the gap between two, three, and four in that division, Baltimore, uh, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh, is really that different at all. You expect, what, 10 wins out of Baltimore then? I think I, I think 10 and a half is rich for their win total, so yeah, I, would, okay. I would think under. Yeah, moved, okay. Yep. And then all this can change with one key injury because the AFC is so stacked. Well, I mean, and, this is, I mean, you see what happens. It will Burrow be out there week one, but all it takes is one, and then that completely opens up a division. Right. Well, and Cleveland, or excuse me, Cincinnati gets off the slow starts routinely. That's it looks right. like they're going to do it again this year because he's missing time with this calf strain. I, I got real questions about Baltimore's defensive line. If you really look at it, a lot of the guys yeah. that you're really betting on to be good are like limited snaps, and you're hoping that small sample sizes extend out to really good ones. Uh, I think the division, at like two, three, and four, is pretty wide open. If Cincinnati gets off to a slow start, then the whole thing opens up. Where are you at with Buffalo? I, I'm not sure yet. I think I'm kind of down for the most part. I like, think you have where to they be at, right? Yes, yes. So I uh, think. But there, I mean, you know, you read some reports that there's a lot of smart people who think that that's a little overblown and that this thing's going to be good. But you saw at the end of last year, man, team stop Blitz and Allen. They were tired of the rollout to the right and mm-hmm. extending plays. They're containing him and forcing him to be a pocket passer. You saw teams do that to Mahomes, led to a little bit more in terms of the turnovers, but ultimately he adjusted. That's my question is if he's going to adjust to that because he's going to get played differently this year. People are taking shots at what happened defensively, but they were decimated by injury. And then yep. they just said that we were exhausted what happened after the Hamlet situation, yep. which I have to cut him a break. For that, follow the money, Visa and the Esports Betting Network. We'll get to week zero. Rapid fire coming up in 15 minutes. College football with some big line moves up next. Win, lose. How about an 80 to 1 ticket that cashed? We'll get to that. And horrible news with Strasburg. Straight ahead, Visa and follow the money, the Esports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. Dead heat rules apply, but a three-way tie with golf. Morikawa, Bradley, and Hovland. Morikawa was 80 to 1. Bradley 35 to 1. All at 10 under with uh, Hovland. Morikawa, I think, was 130 or 140 to 1. He shoots a 61. He's now plus 850 to win. Credible performance by Morikawa. And there's always something going on with golf. Taylor for the Twins did two home runs, 60 to 1. All rise, Judge hits another one, 2 to 1. Yankees lose again. Rays, 230 up to 280. They beat the Rockies. The Nats cashed again, plus 180. Top three in ROI, they win another series. The Steelers from 2.5 up to 6.5. No sweat, no problem against Atlanta, who played no one. And Tomlin and the Steelers now on an 18-4 straight-up run in the preseason. The Colts from three up to six. They win and cover against the Eagles. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Here's to feeling good all the time. Chris came to Circa, and he signed up for the contest, the Circa Millions and the Survivor. He went to the bar upstairs and was playing Ultimate X and got a Royal and won $800. That's how you do it. So one of the entries is on the house with what he did. And you see the Royal in the middle there. As much video poker as I play, I have yet to hit a Royal flush. Never? Never. That's crazy. I would love to. I've lost a lot of money playing it. That's a bad beat. Yes. Okay, this is a... Look at this big guy. Look at the size of this dog. Oh, my God. He's bigger than the human, than his owner. Especially when he stands up, he can post him up. I'm a dog guy, but you get to a point where you get a little terrifying with the size. That's insanity. Yeah. Help me out. What kind of dog that is if you're watching VEASAN.com or on television. But that also, yeah. I mean, that guy is enormous. How, how much do you think he weighs? I mean, a lot of it might be the hair, but he looks <laughs> yeah, heavy. Right. He's, he looks heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. I have a beagle who's 30 pounds. I can't imagine. Eagle's you're 30. right. I, I love, but that that thing, this guy is enormous. 30-pound beagle. It's on the heavy side, no? Yeah, he's a portly fellow. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Alan <laughs> Boston had a great game, which those. But this guy is a big fella. This is called sleep snacking. This is Cooper. And look at this. He's he falls asleep, and I think he's he's dreaming like he's having a sandwich, like he's biting a coffee table. He's asleep <laughs> standing up. Yes. It's ridiculous. He's out. He's out, and then he's pretending like he's chewing. So I think he's like, ah, that looks good. Like he's eating a sandwich, but then the the coffee table's right there. So it looks like he's biting on the coffee table as he's sleeping. Oh, he's out. Cooper's out. That's a nice coffee table. Let's move Cooper. Yeah, yeah. He's a portly fellow too, Cooper. Getting a workout. All right. Lose some. What has happened here? Yeah. They blow a three-run lead. Boy, baseball's a tough, tough racket, right? Lopez has been unbelievable the last six, seven starts. He had nothing. The Twins rally come all the way back. Texas has lost seven in a row. Now they got to face Sonny Gray today. Yep. 
Oh, man. This I don't di- know what's going to happen with this division, but again, I stand by it. I think Texas is missing the playoffs. I mean, this is nuts. Back end of the lineup hasn't been performing as well. That was part of the reason why they were so freaking good. I got a World Series ticket on this team, and I'm hoping that they can well, pull this out. What's the price? Like 21, 21. Oh, God. Yeah. A week ago, you're loving life. Yep. Now you're like, this is escalated quickly. F1, I can't wait for this to be over. Look at this. I, I can't imagine. You don't even go down to the strip, do you? No. Look, this is yesterday. This tw- it, The strip is down to one lane. How oh, F1 is wreaking havoc and, you know, beautiful. The entire city's under construction. But I cannot. I don't want any part of this. It's always a mess down, uh, on the strip. Now we're down in some spots to one lane. And it, you look at this. Well, you see, some people are taking a left. You got the truck over here. The, the fits of quiet rage that I have in my car driving around this city sometimes, especially when you're talking about this area. I can't do it. Yep. Bad run here. The Otani news and now Strasburg. Since signing, he signed a $250 million contract. He threw 31 innings after that, and he announced his retirement yesterday. And Bob Nightingale with the tweet. He'll get $35 million annually through 2026. He'll then get $26 million in 27, 28, and 29 in his owed deferred payments. The contract was not insured. The Nats are on the hook for the whole thing. But I, what is this now? Otani, remember Wood and Pryor yep. with the Cubbies couldn't stay healthy? I mean, with Otani, too, the Angels have a long history of UCL injuries in that organization, man. Like, going back to 2014, they've had at least 10 guys suffer UCL injuries. Otani's been two. Is that right? Yep. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if that's an Angels thing, a training staff deal, but at the very least, could be a nine-figure injury there for Otani. Yeah, okay. More on that coming up. How many kids do you have? Two? Two. If something goes wrong uh, in an accident, do you blame the kids? Absolutely. You do? Done it multiple times. Look at this Hall of Fame tweet. The guy knocked over the vase, and he took a picture and put the kid next to it and said, oh, look at this. Look what he did. He blamed it on the baby. Oh, it's great. Like, Eddie played. Right. Yeah. No, kids yeah. Kids have a lot of uses. That's one of them. That's absolutely one of them. Yeah. The other thing is to call them into the, when you're in the other room and you need something, but you don't want to get up. That's the yep. other thing. Call the kid. Oh, bring brilliant. Something? Yep. Good for you. Good for you. And this is this is a Hall of Fame tweet as well. I was playing FIFA with some random dude online, and he was using his headset, so I probably forgot to turn it off. I was up 3 nothing at halftime, and I heard him say to his girl, if I win, will you sleep over? And she said, yes, but you won't win. I had to let him win. I lost 5-3 for the culture, yep. for the bros out there. Got to do it, man, every think? single time. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, you always got to stick there up for go. like, hey, man, if you're out at the bar, you see a guy yeah. trying to pick somebody up, you're like, hey, man, thanks for lending me that $200 the other day. Really helped me out. Good one. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts are busy evaluating every team. Give you a betting edge. Our updated betting guide is due out later this month. More picks, more futures, more props. Football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get your copy of the guide or take advantage of the football season special. Access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. How long have you been married? Uh, married like three years. This will be third wedding anniversary. Coming. How long you, did you date her? Yeah, like nine years. Oh, you did. Yeah. Did you ever lose on purpose? In a absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. We actually our third date. We went mini golfing. Just destroyed her. Absolutely destroyed her to the point where I was actually like talking. You know. Oh yeah. It was great. And it bothered her. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. She's a sore loser. Yeah. She's and a really you sore let her, loser. You wouldn't let her win. She wants me to lose. Wow. On, well, here's the other thing. She, she wants, wants you to, to lay start, down. That she wants me to start losing on purpose to the kids, so the kids oh, getting old enough now. Oh, that we're, play, I see. we're playing a game. No, no, you, you won't do learn. that either. The kid the other day asked me. I don't, can't remember <laughs> what we were playing. He's like, "Dad, you think I, uh, you know, you think I can win?" I go, "Absolutely." When you beat me, it's the way to do it. Yeah. This is life. This is what you do. You don't learn by laying down. You learn by getting better. Iron sharpens iron. That's what All you're right. Telling. All right. Do you, uh, well, I mean, basketball, they wouldn't have a chance, though. I mean, could you slide yeah. every shot away? <laughs> oh, what you would do. We actually, That's we, interesting. We've done that before. There's a little play hoop. Uh, absolutely. Give them nothing. I just played the girlfriend. I put it on Instagram, too, at Polly Does Vegas. I, I had no intention of letting her win because she smoked me in Papa Shot. Yeah. She played high school basketball, but I lost five of seven. I mean, I, I was I was embarrassed. I was I couldn't believe it. My performance, but she kicked my ass in five of the seven games. Is it so with Papa Shot? Isabel's actually really good at that too. She's destroyed me a bunch. Is it just the shorter stature? 
Because my my shot's got some arc on it. It always hits the top of the uh, you know, like the steel cage that's on top of there. I'm terrible. Uh, I don't think shot. so. Well, she's five nine. I also thought I had a huge edge because she has double D's. I thought they maybe get yeah, away. Right. But but that was the other thing. It didn't work out. But gravitational that, pull on the yeah, way up. Right. Well, you got stuff in the way. I know. Tough with the jumper, but that was. Uh, I don't know. It's also about speed more so too than accuracy. Yeah. I mean, you got to put up as many as you can with the pop. Oh, shot. that's the worst. And it's coming rapid fire. When it's not coming down and you're like doing this, right, trying to right, find right. it. Yep. And you got to look at the hoop as well. That's a good one. Yeah, tweet at us too. Do you let your kids, do you lose on purpose to your kids? Or did you ever let a girl beat you on purpose as well? Maybe to help you out later in the date or uh, give her some hope. That's a, that's fun to kick around. You can't do that, man. You never, you're the, it, ah. interesting with the kids. I, I see where you're coming from. Hey, I'm not gonna, yeah, it sends a bad message. Well, that, because then they're going to start, in real in reality, if you're getting serious, I'm going to start letting him win. He's going to start to think that he's good at something. Yeah. It's going to be a stark drop to reality when you go out there and actually start playing yeah. other people. Yeah, this is good. Because they're going to let you win. This is good. FTM at VEASAN.com or tweet at us at VEASAN Live or at Pauly Howard. FTM at VEASAN.com. Do you lose to your kids on purpose? Sporting events, video games, same thing if uh, you're with a girl on a date, significant other, whatever. FTM at VEASAN.com. By the way, one more, lose some. Come on, Trump. 6'3", 215? That's Lamar Jackson. There's no way. Did you, you ran into Luke Dort, right? The OKC yes. player? Yes. He's, he's 6'3", 220, I think, or 6'4", 220. There's no way. 6'3", 215. Well, you, look, come on. Look, uh, uh, look, I'm a big guy, right? So us big guys, we'll shave a couple of pounds well, off, right? Uh, yes, like, yeah. My driver's but license, I'm a little bit lighter than I really am. But two. <laughs> 215. There's no shot. It, I mean, come on now. That that it, it's right away, guys. This is Lamar on M- MSNBC. They were laughing hysterically for like that. And the guy, the, one of the producers, apparently is a football fan because he snapped calls. He goes, he's talking to the guy in the ear. He goes, that's Lamar Jackson. 6'3", 215. How about over uh, the offshore? We, we the, oh, good o- point. opened the up what two sixty two and a half. Oh, uh, closed two eighty one, I think, or something yes. like that. Yes, yes, two fifteen. Great call. There's no way. Great call with that shenanigans. Yeah, you could bet on that. Yep. What would he weigh in at? Oh, how furious would you be oh. if you had that middle? You're just sitting there watching that come in 215? There's no way. Oh, my God. Yeah, trust Hysterical. the government. Hysterical. <laughs> Hysterical. 215. Come on. Uh, rapid fire, it's here. Week zero coming up next. We have Ireland. We have a new quarterback. We have weather. Respected people on both sides of the total. Notre Dame. Navy straight up. is follow the money on v the legend billy walter sat down with brent musburger the other legend who discusses his new book gambler secrets from a life at risk for a limited time get a free copy of billy's new book when you become a v pro annual subscriber sign up with the new annual subscription today use promo code billy get an entire year of v pro access to our daily best bets season prep betting guides 24 7 video the exclusive betting splits promo code billy when you sign up for a vsin pro annual subscription get your free copy of the book copies are limited sign up vsin.com slash subscribe today all right here we go we kick it off tomorrow notre dame and navy hartman the new quarterback with the irish 38 touchdowns 12 interceptions last year navy starting over with a new coach in newberry uh neil matalola did an excellent job but he is now out the door uh four and eight last year it was 35-32 last year final score. 7:30 local time with the kick there. Weather's going to be a factor. Rain's going to be a factor. Fascinating that guys like Brad Powers love the over and other guys who are strong on the under. You have the new quarterback situation, you have the game in Ireland, you have the weather, you have the new rules now where the clock stops, clock starts rather, doesn't stop on first downs. They have been high scoring games going back. Uh, Notre Dame with all that time to prep for the Navy offense. And now 21-21 and a half with the spread and 49 and a half with the total. There's a lot going on here. And, and, and also we'll get to Notre Dame with the expectations and a tough schedule that they play. But I think we have to start with Hartman and the huge upgrade at quarterback for the Irish. Yeah, I think so. If you looked at, there's a couple of spots that had his passing yards at like 29-50 and a half. Uh, and if you look at some of the uh, numbers for their quarterbacks last year, it kind of makes sense, but he's obviously better than what they're going to do. I think they're going to trust their passing attack a little bit more. I think he's he's a candidate to go over that, and I think in a game like this, 
you're probably going to try to test this thing out because if reports are true, right, we're talking about rain and maybe a sloppy field, two teams that on the surface probably want to run. Yeah. Uh, that would mean that maybe you're not going to be able to run the ball with his effectiveness if it's going to be a crappy field out there. So I think maybe you start to see Hartman open this thing up a little bit in this matchup. So I'm actually, I can't wait to see where this total gets. South Point's down to 48 and a half now for the number. Wow. If, yeah. If that continues to get, if that continues to go, if we're talking like 48, even 47 and a half by the time we get to kickoff at 1130 on Saturday, I'll bet this thing over. Yeah. Like I thought it was an over candidate already and I get the rain, yes. but yeah. And like, look, man, like I say this all the time, we, we like everybody who sets these numbers knows about the new rules already. So to think that it's not factored in enough, I guess you can go with that angle and bet this thing's under. But to me, the initial move, when you get these totals, that's always what I believe it a little bit more. And the fact that you saw the initial move to go to 50 and a half, now we're heading back down to get closer to kickoff with a little bit more public sentiment in there. I'm going to bet this thing over. It gets low enough. Here are the, the last four meetings. 35-32, 34-6, 52-20, and 44-22. Navy returned 17 starters, new coaches I mentioned Coming off a four-win season, the Irish were nine and four, and they have fourteen starters back. I just don't think I, I, Notre Dame could bury them. Yeah, I mean they really could. I, I, I think Navy's going to have problems moving the ball from uh, uh, maybe get some something going in garbage time. But I just think they were awful last year, yeah. and it's it's been a rough go of it the last couple of years for Navy as well too. So what are your expectations with the Irish and with the win total? I mean you have to play USC, you have to play Clemson. Um, you have to play Ohio State. So whether eight and a half, nine with the win total, and, and they won nine games last year, they have the NC State game uh, as well. So I would think, you know, even with the upgrade of quarterback, it's still the question marks you might have with Freeman. I would think uh, that the win total is about right as well. And can can they steal one of those games too? Right. I mean, can, they, can they beat an Ohio State, a USC, one of those top caliber teams? I mean, I'm thinking eight wins is a good season for them because don't sleep yeah. on – you go to that three-game stretch, Paul, so they take – actually, we'll go four-game stretch. They play Ohio State at home. They have to go on the road against Duke before going on the road. October 7th against Louisville, right before you have to take oh, on no, USC. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's going to be a really tough spot. Louisville's a candidate to go over their win total. That's like a really tough sandwich spot. After you take on Duke to go on the road against Louisville and having USC on the other side of that, on top of everything you've already mentioned – I, I think that when you're talking about a, a season for Stanford, or excuse me, with, uh, with Notre Dame, a team that lost Stanford was what I was thinking. Like, I, I think that you're probably looking this thing under the total. Like, this is a really tough schedule outside of the other yeah. big boys that we're talking about. Is, is it Clemson? Did I make a mistake? Is Clemson on a schedule or no? Yeah, they're on the road to Clemson okay, on November yeah, right. 4th. Yep. Okay, Jesus. That is yeah. tough. Think about that stretch. Okay. Ohio State on the road yeah. against Duke and Louisville, back home against USC, Pitt, and then at Clemson. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, and the, again, the team they play, also one of the late games, this is something, right? I mean, people can't get the Pac-12 network. You'll be lucky to find the USC game, but UMass and New Mexico State are on national TV on ESPN. <laughs> USC plays Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, and Oregon. The big story is Williams and Riley, uh, 42 touchdowns. Can he go back-to-back Heisman winner? But all, to me, it all, the whole season comes down to can Grinch and Riley fix this defense? I mean, to me, it's just like, well, you can bring in all these transfers you want. I still point the finger at Grinch and that he's the problem. I would have made a change at D.C. They started 11-1, and and then they looked like they were going to make the playoff and then lost out here against uh, Utah. It didn't help that Williams got hurt in that game, and then they got beat in the Cotton Bowl as well. So off an 11-3 season, we know they're going to be so good and scary on offense, but it comes down to what can they do. They allowed 6.5 yards per play. Eighth worst in the and the only reason that the defense like we quote hung in there was because they they had an insane turnover rate. They kept taking the ball away every uh, game, which the, they couldn't sustain. The luck last year for this team was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. You go back to multiple games that they were uh, that they had the luck against. They, even the beginning of the season, I think was it Rice where they had like three pick sixes in that game. So, uh, Fresno State's driving on them, and it's a one score game. Yeah. And then Hainer goes right. down. The Oregon State game. Yep, the Oregon State matchup Another too. One, yeah. How about this? You know, you mentioned some of their defensive statistics and why Grinch is in there. 125th in EPA per play defensively against the run. Like, they were abysmal defensively in multiple facets. And that's why I think you look at this schedule this year. You're going to expect that USC is going to go through the back end of this schedule. Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, and then the, yeah. the rivalry at the end of the year uh, against UCLA. No. And you're telling me one loss? Like, that's yeah. that's really tough to ask with this defense. Well, Mitch disagrees, but I think this could be the year we get a two-loss team in, but, uh, in the playoff. But, yeah, yeah you're right. That's... That's a tough ask because, I again, the Pac-12 seems to beat each other up every year, and that's a difficult schedule. By the way, you want this angle real quick? Sure. So, you know, if, uh, Circa offers yes, no on these Heismans. 
Right now, oh, you're God. talking about in the range for Williams at like plus 550. But the beginning of their schedule, San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, and Arizona, yeah. he's going to put up some bonker numbers yep. in those first few. Yep. That price is going to get so short. And you come in in spots like this, and you better really short no at about 3-1 to one or so or under under $3 potentially if he goes insane in those first few games. Right. It's going to be something to watch with Williams. That schedule at the front end is really, really soft. I like that. And right, the back end, that thing is that sucker's tough. Brennan is a great coach with San Jose State. Yeah. I mean, you can speak to this with, with UNLV football. The, these, the facilities or lack thereof and no fan support with San Jose State and what they did winning the conference a couple years ago. Uh, the total opened 63. The total's up to 67 now. Cordero, the San Jose State coach, uh, it's quarterback, rather, uh, could have success moving the ball against them. But uh, their win total six, six and a half, seven and five last year. They returned 14 starters. Yeah, problem is most of them are on offense. Their defense yeah. was not really great last year, and they only got about three or four-ish starters coming back on that end. They're going to be really good offensively. It's just if they're going to be able to stop anybody. And I think that's why you've seen this total go up. You're sitting around 31, 30 and a half uh, for USC. San Jose, look. That part of the Mountain West is pretty soft. So, like, teams like San Jose State have a really high ceiling only because the teams around them kind of stink. But I, the, in conference play, I think they're going to be really competitive. I got my questions about staying within 31. I guess you're hoping that they call the dogs off, but that's a live yeah. bet. That's not – if you think about it, a yeah. lot of people are like, hey, all right, we'll bet this getting in back door. Well, then, in theory, your team's not covering to get into the back door. I think I'd rather go live than anything else. You have a dinner bet on one of these games. UTEP, oh, yeah. UTEP and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State coming in FBS now. Atlantic Sun to Conference USA. The favorite has flipped in this game. UTEP now a small favorite. What do you think of this one? Yeah, me and Dustin Sweetelson, dinner on the Amos on this one. I've got UTEP. He's got Jacksonville State. I kind of understand why people are down on Dibble and the minors, but he's got 15 guys coming back this year. Eight of them are on offense, seven on defense, and Jacksonville State has been a very good program. But for me, it's about kind of playing on UTEP over their win totals that I have over five and a half. The conference, conference USA stinks. This is a conference game, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But CUSA sucks. And so a team like UTEP with a lot of returning personnel, I think has got a pretty good opportunity to make some noise in this conference. So I was very pro UTEP going into conference play, and this is going to be one of them. So that's kind of my angle. Bet them over the win total, and I got them here, minus one, and I have a dinner bet with Dustin Sweetelson, producer of Sharp Money, Andy Amos at, uh, at stake. You uh, don't forget the sea bass. It's unbelievable. Oh, I'm going to order everything. Uh, okay, yeah. Nothing yeah punish him. Punish him. Yeah. How about Western Kentucky to win? Is it mispriced I, dude, to win the conference? You can still get them at like plus 110. They should be odds on uh, favorite. Yeah, yeah. They, everything they have coming back. In offense, it's absolutely loaded. Returning quarterback, that conference from top to like from two on is absolutely abysmal. And that includes Liberty. Liberty's got about eight guys coming back total and a brand new coaching staff. A lot of what you see in terms of price for Liberty is really baked into the fact that that team and what it did the last few years, I think Western Kentucky should run away with this thing. They're, and they're going to be yep. big favorites by the time you get to the conference. Yep, game. yep. Uh, you made an, a, a comment during the break. Come on with the schedule. All the games go at the same time after the uh, Notre Dame game. It's, what are they? It's, Come on. It's week zero. Uh, it's your standalone yeah. time. It's 11 30, yeah. 2 30, and then 4 4 4 4 5 and 6. Like, yeah. what are we doing? More on week zero coming up next. The get out game is Florida International and Louisiana Tech. Four-point move in this game, and you won't believe what Adam Burke, a VEASAN college football expert, made the number in this game. That's straight ahead coming up. Follow the money. VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. We're ready to go tomorrow. Navy and Notre Dame. Get our college football betting guide, best bets from writers, on-air personalities, team previews from every team, NFL betting guide, best bets on win totals, futures and props, betting trends, good stuff from Steve Mackinnon, power ratings, teams to improve and decline. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get both guides, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, the get-out game is Florida International and Louisiana Tech at 6 o'clock Pacific. They played last year. Florida International won. They were 4-8. and eight. They returned 12 starters. It's Mike McIntyre's second year as head coach. It's Cumbie with Louisiana Tech, who only won three games. They lost a lot. Bachmeyer is the new quarterback. The transfer, he had 41 touchdown passes when he was at Boise State. They get a transfer in from Nebraska at wide receiver. Brad Powers, as we talked about yesterday, laid 7.5 in this game. It's up to 11.5. Adam Burke, who works here at VEASAN, makes Louisiana Tech 16 and a half yeah. in this one. Florida International averaged 18 points per game. They allowed 37 points per game. They lost their top wide receiver, their top tight end transferred, their leading rushers out. I, 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 what do you think? It's I, a, I, but you have some injuries with Louisiana Tech, too. Yeah. I mean, I like 10 and a half with, with Louisiana Tech, so I'm in. Like, I think big picture, I'm not a big fan of Bachmeyer. Dude commits a ton of turnover-worthy plays. He takes a lot of sacks. It was one of the big issues that he had at Boise State. But here against the Ford International team that lost so much, I think they're at a pretty yeah. good spot to take care of this. I would actually agree with that Adam Burke's you know, figures there in terms of what this number should be. So here, I think Bachmeyer and the, and the Bulldogs are going to be in a pretty good spot. Going forward, not entirely sure. I think once you see more of Bachmeyer, you're going to see really a lot of the flaws. I can put it this way, Paul. There's a reason why some of these you know, quarterbacks are available. Yep. And there's a reason why Bachmeyer was available, why Taylor Green's now the starting quarterback of Boise State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll see how high this keeps going up, 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 yep. up here with uh, and now 11.5 with Louisiana Tech in the get-out game. On ESPN, can you believe it? UMass and New Mexico State. And UMass continues to take money. This is crazy. It was 10, 10.5, and, and now New Mexico State, the Aggies are down to 6.5. UMass won one game last year, and they've been one of the worst programs in college football. Brad Powers is on the win total over, which is one and a half. But UMass, again, continues to take money. They were dead last in almost every uh, offensive category last year. In seven of their 12 games, they were held to 10 points or fewer. My God. And the Aggies closed. uh, They won six of their last seven games and won a bowl game. They were 119 in passing offense. 81st overall in offense. What do you what do you do you agree with the move here? What do you think? I mean, it's hard to get to the window with the team that was so right. putrid offensively. Good defense, not a bad defense, but only won one game, and you're trying to, to keep it close here. 
I mean, I kind of get it if we're talking like, like you know, when it would have dove, like you said, nine and a half, ten in that range. But yeah. if you're giving me under a touchdown, if it continues to drop by the time we get there, I mean, I think it's, I think it's New Mexico State. It's not like they're devoid of talent. You got a bunch of guys coming yeah. back here. Diego Pavia is a pretty solid quarterback, and he got a lot better as the year went along, and he's a really good runner as well. I, I, give me a lot of what you're talking about with New Mexico State if we're talking well under a touchdown because it doesn't look like it's going to be coming back in that direction. So I think New Mexico State's yeah. the side here. Yeah. 23-13 last year, uh, they beat UMass. But, you know, again, uh, like we talk about, bet teams, not numbers, but also with this move. this I think this is the same type of handicap when you where we get to the Ohio-San Diego State game. You know, if, if it's coming down, to if it gets down to – there were twos yesterday. Mm-hmm. But if it gets down to one or pick, you're going to take the Aztecs. And here, if this keeps going down, the value with New Mexico State. Yes. If it gets under a touchdown, I think, like, widely available, that's going to be the way to go. And you can kind of tell, too, like the way the market's heading. The fact that there's already a couple of offshore six and a halfs popping up, you're probably going to get there. You can understand where the number's going to go. Willing to bet you're going to get under that seven. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, you have that game going at uh, 4 o'clock Pacific. And then Vandy takes on Hawaii. They opened the season last year as well, week zero. Vandy was 5-7. and seven. They returned 15 starters. Hawaii, 3-10. and 10. They returned 14 starters. I saw Timmy Chang was on with uh, Sean King and Tim Murray, head coach of Hawaii. It was sick. Okay, remember this well. Yeah. Because we, our guy Evan came out here, the whale, and he had he won $300,000 on uh, Vandy's second half. They outscored him 42 rip. It was 63-10. to 10. The game was in Hawaii. Vandy had 600 yards of offense, 400 rushing. They averaged nine yards per carry in the game. So, you know, what's going to change? But again, respected people on both sides here. I like Vandy first half, but you've seen it was 18, it was 17, now it's 17 and a half. I, I just think it's too, between the travel and just Hawaii. Not, and they, they did play better football, uh, better mm-hmm. in the, the close of the year. But I just think SEC team here against Hawaii and the fact that they just lined up and punched him in the mouth and whatever, 400 yards rushing, my God, I can't get there with Hawaii. I can't do it. No, I agree. I mean, in, like the, you mentioned the travel. We obviously know what Hawaii's dealing right. with at this point right now, too, in terms of uh, everything going on in the actual state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would agree. And I think Vanderbilt's better this year, right? The team that went out there yeah. and absolutely pummeled them a season ago is better than what they were last year. So I think it's a brutal spot for Hawaii to make this trip and come back and play Vandy. So I, I agree with this market move. I mean, the fact that you saw this open up where it did, and now we're here, I, I think the market's getting this right and pushed this up to 17 and a half. First, play, first half is 10, 10 and a half. I think that's probably the way to go. I mean, I guess, do you think that because of the revenge factor, I know that a lot of college handicappers like that, mm-hmm. do you get a spirited effort from the Rainbows in the first half and then ultimately falls apart in the second half? But I think that's more first quarter than anything else because I think Vandy's like head and shoulders better than what Hawaii's got going on this year. I see that line of thinking, but I would I think it, I would be more concerned about the backdoor cover. Yeah, I'd rather have Vandy first half than the game. I can understand that. With uh, yeah, because when you got backups in there, maybe and you never know what happens. But I mean, I will yeah. say really quick yeah. with Vandy, a program that is very vocal about wanting to obviously get better and improve. This could be one of those like just like last year. Let's keep let's keep pouring it on. Like we want to look a lot better as this sure. thing goes along, and you have, obviously you want to get people in that in that uh, in that building with everything they're doing and pouring money into the program. It might be one of those where they just start to kind of turn the screws because they want to get in this thing. Yeah. Okay. And one more: San Diego State at home against Ohio. Ohio won ten games. Rourke, their stud quarterback, uh, they returned fifteen starters. Fourth year for Brady Hoke. The Aztecs went seven and six. It seems every year it's bad quarterback play and good defense with the Aztecs. They returned twelve starters. It was four and a half, then it was down to two, now back up to three. I know I was talking to uh, Teddy Covers, professional sports better. Everyone he talks to and runs with his likes Ohio. Yep. So that scares him, and he, he mentioned he was going to take San Diego State if the number got low enough, but then we saw a little support for the Aztecs yesterday. Uh, your thoughts here on Ohio, again, we'll win 10 games, and, and overall, maybe what San Diego State could be in the Mountain West. I'm waiting for this thing to get back to three and a half. I'm hoping that's going to be the case, but I'll take three with Ohio. I would agree with that. You can miss me with Jalen Maiden. Last year, when you looked at his start to the season, it was great. And he peaked out against Fresno State. was awesome. But, dude, Paul, he commits so many turnover-worthy plays. Had 16 of them last year. Only 276 dropbacks. He puts the ball in danger like nobody else. He's not really mm-hmm. a good passer. And when you have Rourke on the other side, who is coming back, who's really dynamic on both, you know, on his feet and through the air, I think this is a, a year for San Diego State overall. 
I think it's going to be a down year, man. I don't like Maiden yeah. at all. And I think there's yeah. a lot of regression signs for San Diego State. So you get me back up to three, three and a half. Ohio's the play. Okay. Paul Stone was on Tuesday. He's on the under, and that's 49 in this game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on the pecking order in the Mountain West? And if it's, you know, uh, Air Force has a very easy schedule. Yep. They figure to win a lot of games. And I think Paul Stone has them favored in every game but one. Uh, or the first 11. I think they go to Boise to close the season. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the conference? I got my questions about Air Force. They, like, okay. I, I get So it's an option offense, and not a lot of people think about the quarterback. Zeke Daniels was freaking awesome. Arguably the best quarterback in Air Force history, and he's not going to be there anymore. I think that's a really big loss. So I bet Fresno State to win the conference. I got him at 4-1 to to win it. Fresno State is going to be great. They get seven guys back on defense. Ted championship awesome. defense. Love he's Ted great. For, yes. And look, it's between Fife and Keene, the transfer from UCF. I think Keene's going to win the job. But either way, he works wonders with quarterback. Almost an intact offensive line from last year. They're going to be awesome. And I actually agree with the sentiment. Like, look, Boise State, Taylor Green again. Some signs that I think he takes a step back. Remember last year, Dirk Cutter came in and saved that offense. He was calling plays, completely changed it and helped Green. He's not there anymore. I And I would agree with the sentiment. Look out for Colorado State, man. Like that offensive line, they brought in a bunch of transfers. They retooled that thing. Millen got better behind one of the worst offensive lines in the country as the season went along. Norvell's freaking awesome. I know in uh-huh. some spots they opened up at the offseason like 35, 40 to 1 to win the conference. It's down to 18 to 1. All right. Colorado State's going to be really, really good, I think. Interesting. Yeah. They have money. That's sneaky. I mean, That's, they, they might be part of this new hey. Mountain West teams moving into the pack two, whatever's left now. With Oregon State and Washington State, and they, I mean Norvell, he left Nevada, for which that. a good program to go take the Colorado I State job. I tell you what, I think a lot of people might be surprised. There's a reason why you don't hear Boise State thrown out there for a lot of these expansions and getting into Power Fives. Colorado State's going to be up there, and you know, who's sneaky good too in terms of the support they get. Wyoming, they got a lot of money yeah. behind that program too out there. Yeah, this is Vsin's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebetard, uh, and Ross Tucker. And here at Vsin, we work with some of the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of our best analysis at vcin.com. Follow the money as two more hours coming up. We got Adam Chernoff on the NFL in an hour. Can't wait to talk to Jeff Perlman, best-selling author, winning time. Season two has been awesome on HBO. He wrote the book Showtime about the Lakers, which is unbelievable. We'll talk to him before we get out of here. Up next, the MLB card, not one, two. Two Malinsky specials tonight. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.